Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning to everyone. Welcome, 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 welcome. Good to see some of you getting on this morning. Welcome to Breakthrough City Church and uh, good to see some of the folks there um, that I saw getting on this morning. So um, I trust that God will minister to you. Um, it's always so important the Word of God and the Spirit of God, and uh, thank you. Uh, also, welcome to all those who are also um, uh, in some way are relating with us, and uh, um, welcome to those who are in, are in this uh, local house, Breakthrough City Church, and uh, um, those who are going to watch even later, and that you are so welcome, and may God minister to you. Um, the interesting thing is, you know, there, there's so many online things happening right now across the world. You can dial into any place, anywhere. Um, what is important is to know your tribe and to know your family. That's so important because when you know who's your tribe, um, the tribe that you that God has built you into, that is the place uh, where the, sh the shepherd will be leading you into the green pasture, meaning that um, there's food that will be given for you. So it, it is, it, there's amazing material out there, but what is important, I want to just encourage you, is, is the place that God has built you in. Um, and um, so take that time as well just to honor the, the houses that you've been built into. Let's work with a, a heart of honor. And uh, if you are connecting somehow even to this house, um, you're more than welcome in that. Um, and um, uh, and if you have to catch up with those listening later, if it's not live, so this is live, so specifically welcome to people in Breakthrough City Church. Um, I want to share a word this morning with you, and I really just believe, um, you know, God put in my heart a little while ago, just the thing about thankfulness. And um, I just believe where the, where, where the body of Christ is and where the church is, even right now, um, and it's so easy to become discouraged and um, there's a lot of things that I've been dealing on about fears and um, anxiety um, and a lot of things that people are going through at the moment. But what I, what I really just feel is that um, I just you know, want us to just look in the Word of God that we'll understand what does it mean when we go through things. Um, and uh, a, a major key for... For, uh, for us to live this life that we live in and uh, in these challenges is, is really just a, a heart of thankfulness. So um, that is important. I want to touch on that this morning. So um, we're going to turn to about three different uh, books in the Bible or specific scriptures this morning. Um, but what I want to first just jump into for us just to understand something and that is um, I want to just jump in and, and I'll build with this and that is the thing about I don't know if you've seen this but you know impartation is important impartation uh, in the body whether it's laying on of hands or listening to men and women of God impartation also comes from that there's different ways of receiving impartation um, but one thing that you know I must understand and I wish it would have happened like that but it doesn't happen like that unfortunately is that <coughs> excuse me you can't um, get maturity through impartation all right and remember that the whole aim of 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 the gospel is is not 
salvation, but it is the kingdom. But the release of the kingdom is actually where we become more Christ-like. So Paul says, I labor until I see Christ formed in you. So it's so important that our life uh, is formed and transformed that we become more like Christ. And becoming more like Christ is in, uh, uh, is in a walk. It is in character and in power. It is in the way we walk, the way we live. So that's important. And I want to touch on one or two aspects even right now this morning. So um, importation is, 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 is amazing, but maturity doesn't come with importation. All right. So um, I don't know if you've seen this. Um, I saw in my own life that you can be saved 10 minutes and uh, you can pray for someone who is sick and they get healed. All right. So I don't know if you've seen that, but the thing is, um, uh, the thing is about the gifting, um, the gifting and the gifts of God does not come from uh, 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 maturity, but actually the gifting comes through grace. All right. So through grace, we receive the gifting, but maturity doesn't come through gifting. Okay. Um, and uh, so maturity is... Um, you know, it's, it's many times maturity is formed in us. Like suddenly, you know, you pray for someone and they start getting healed. And these miracles happen and those signs and wonders. And guys, we, we press into the supernatural lifestyle and to see a revival lifestyle. But the thing is, you know, sometimes when we see these things happen, it's like, you know, I think, wow, you know, it's me. I'm the man. Or, I, you know, I'm the man for the hour. And, uh, and, and, and what starts to happen is that God starts measuring you and me in how can we handle success how can we handle when god starts working through us so it is the heart of the father to work through our lives and to demonstrate his kingdom through our lives but um we must understand that that we are on this journey we're all on this journey and um he wants to mature us and he's busy maturing us uh day by day um it is the heart of god and I don't want to go too much in this direction, but I'll just touch on it. It's the heart of God to reveal His glory in us and through us. So um, um, the Bible says, For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. So what is actually what you and I are supposed to live in this side of eternity is in the glory and to reveal the glory. So that's so important. And the glory is really just the... The manifested presence of God. And the thing is, sin causes us to fall short of the target. The target is to carry the glory. So sin means falling short of the target. Missing the target. And that is what? Carrying the glory. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory. So what is the target? Is the glory. So um, this, 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 is, this is not a... a, a a point of theology of you know let's see the glory and this is how the glory works it is actually to live and experience and to re release the glory of God amen so what we see is uh, even in the temple and the tabernacle that the glory manifested there and um, in amazing ways and that um, but the heart of God is that each believer is actually to carry that glory in and through our lives in a real way Alright, so uh, salvation, when you receive Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, salvation restores us to that target. Sin separated us from the target, and that is to carry the glory. For all have sinned and fallen short of the glory. 
but salvation restores us to the target, and that is to carry the glory, as we saw manifested in the uh, tabernacle and in the temple, but now we are the temple of God, where the Holy Spirit dwells. All right, so there are measures of the presence of God. There are measures of... Um, uh, the, uh, of the presence of God that we even see in previous generations how uh, this was discovered in previous generations and we start to see men and women of God and uh, different uh, generations that have actually walked and released the glory of God in amazing ways so this is what we pursue right so um, God's desire is really to fully reveal himself he wants to reveal himself to his people and through his people that's what he wants to do but the weightiness of uh, the fullness of this revelation of the glory, basically it would crush us if, um, because of, this is what God is doing in our lives, is that because of the fractures in our soul and in our maybe moral values, there's these fractures that God does not want to destroy us when the glory rests on us and manifests through us. So God is at work continually to, to heal these fractures in our soul, in our moral values, that God is restoring and is healing us so that we can carry this weightiness of His glory. All right. So why I'm sharing this is because we are going through, everyone is going through different levels of challenge and change. And we, we go through these things because when, when we go through these things, we start to see, well, you know, um, the stress, the things, whatever that's happened in life, it reveals certain fractures in our lives. It reveals certain fractures in our understanding or our morals. And God starts to bring healing. He's not there to shame us. He's not there to expose us, but He's there to uh, reveal these fractures in our lives so that we can actually carry this weighty glory in our lives and through our lives. All right. So this this is so important. Okay. Um, who knows that when uh, everyone? I think every country you're going to get them a stink bug. You know, and this stink bug, you know, um, it, it, you, it can be sitting on a branch, or suddenly when you find it on you, if you like, do this to the stink bug, or move it like this, or put pressure on. Do you know that a stink bug only stinks when you put pressure on? And that's the thing many times when, when we experience the pressures of what we go through, and especially, you know, God uses everything, circumstances. He, all things work to the good of those who love God and are called in, according to His purpose. So even in COVID, so what? God is still in charge, but He's turning and He's working in us so that He can work through us. So many times these, um, these, these pressure things that we experience... It is not for nothing. God is still at work in us. Some of us, we feel, where's God? Where's God? Because we feel like we're drowning and we're trying to grab onto things. But in this time where these uh, pressure things come, the fractures, the uh, fractures in our lives, in our soul, in our lifestyle, exposes things and God brings things to the surface. So when we start to see things arising, that, you know, whether it's patience or lack of it or whatever it might be that we're going through, anxiety, fear of certain things, he exposes certain things not to destroy us so that he can actually mature us. Because maturity doesn't come through impartation. It comes through choices that you and I make. 
So your and my choice will determine how we mature. Alright, so God is busy and is at work. He loves us so much. So the choices that we have in life is 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 where um, basically the choices that we make, it's almost like if you go to a gym, some of us ever went there before or we, we, we just we like to see the ad with someone exercising for us. But you and I know that if you and I go to a gym and we just sit there and you don't actually do anything, you actually don't grow and you don't grow muscle. It's the same as the gospel. Unless we practice the things of the kingdom, we don't grow. And um, it's the same as, you know, uh, when we're going through different uh, situations in our lives, we experience certain things. <laughs> what happens is we, we uh, it's like someone bench pressing. It's, it's not the first one or two or three or four. It's that number nine or number ten. The last push that we do is actually what pushes and builds our muscle. Right, so the things that we experience, the difficult situations, um, it is that last push that actually, when we make that choice, develops our character. The first choices we make is not so bad, but that when we're really under pressure and we experience things, what we experience then, those choices are important because that's what de develops our character, okay? So, um, uh, this is actually an invitation. When we go through what we're going through, it is actually an invitation for us to actually grow, to develop our spiritual muscles, that we can stand in the time that the storms come, that we can stand in the, in the times of conflict and situations, that we become more like Christ. All right? I want us just to have a look in the, uh, uh, 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. If you want to turn with me to 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. Um, I want us just to read some scripture in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. Are you with me? 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 verse uh, 16 to 18. It says the following. Verse 16 to 18. Rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. In everything, give thanks. For this is the will of God. In Christ Jesus for you. Alright, that's 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 and 17. Now this is important folks. The Bible says here, rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. In everything, give thanks for this is God's will concerning you. Alright. Um, yes, it's important to know the will of God for your life. It is important, Lord, you know, I think many times we are doing this, Lord, have you called me to be a doctor? Have you called me to be a vet? Have you called me to be a secretary? Have you called me to be a, a personal assistant? Have you called me? And we're looking for the will of God for our lives. But, but I want you to see this, is that the Bible says here in this verse here, Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, in everything, we, we in the everything, give Thanks, for this is the will of God for your life. Did you hear what I just said there? Alright, so what's the will of God for your life? This is the will of God for your life. In everything. That I give thanks to God. I pray without ceasing. This is the will of God in your mind life. Sometimes we're more focused on doing something than being something. 
when you be or become something, you do something. Alright? So that's so important. A, trans a transformed life transforms places. Transforms cities. So that's why we want to become more like Christ. Okay? This is why we go through things that we do go through. Alright? So what this means that it means that if you have a disciplined response to levels of difficulty and challenges, um, this, these challenges and difficulties help form you and shape you and shape our, the character inside us. All right? Our response is important to things externally affecting us. The external is not supposed to determine what we become. What we choose becomes our character. And our character and what we become inside influences how we respond to external things. That's why our internal world, when we are being transformed from glory to glory, we become the agents of change and transformation around us. Alright? So, it is the character which, which can carry the weightiness of God in our lives. This is important. God wants to reveal himself on earth, but it is what we become is what we're going to reveal to that measure of his glory and his goodness that we can actually reveal on this earth. Right? So Christianity is not about I'm going to church, I'm this, and I go to that prayer meeting, I do that. Those are all wonderful activities. But it is what you and I become is more important. That's why I say, you know, are you the same at the same place you were five years ago, ten years ago, five months ago, five weeks ago? So transformation is an active part of a Christian life. We've been transformed from glory to glory. So we are having and experiencing certain situations right now in the world. And um, it's like, you know, what's happening? And why am I experiencing this? And I experience all this trauma, this, uh, this stress, the, the anxiety, whatever. God is at work in us. He hasn't stopped working in us. I promise you this, is that God knows the end from the beginning. He's not caught by surprise. Oh, wow. Yes, coronavirus. Yes, uh, actors behind the scene that are influencing governments and this and this and this and this happening. God is still working in us because He will accomplish what He purposed from the beginning. On earth as it is in heaven. His kingdom being established on earth here. Alright? So we're not busy with escapism. We want to escape from here. God is raising up a people, an army, to represent and to walk and to talk like Him. That's why we are called Christians, Christ followers. We're becoming more like Him. Alright. So, um, He's looking for people He can trust Himself to. Okay? So, um, listen to me. This is important. You don't get thankfulness in people through importation. Okay? So, thankfulness, thankfulness doesn't come through... Um, uh, 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 importation. Uh, I would have. I wish it was like that, but it doesn't come through importation. It comes through choices that I make in, in the midst of the storms that in life that I'm busy going through. Okay, so you and I get it through thankfulness. We get uh, transformed, and it is through choices you and I make. So character is formed through the choices that you and I make. So we get given a blueprint of what the word says, and how we respond in our circumstance determines what we become. That is very important. Remember the stink bug. The pressure on the stink bug will release what is inside. 
what is inside you and me is actually being revealed in this time. And that's not always nice. And that is why God is at work in us so He can work through us. Because He wants us to carry His glory and reveal His glory. Alright? But what is important is that we have a thankful heart. This is so important. Um, uh, you don't have to turn out. just uh, mentioning that in the book of Nehemiah. In chapter 11 and chapter 12. You can look there in the book of Nehemiah chapter 11 and chapter 12. Um, that there are actually people that Nehemiah assigned. There were people that he assigned to give thanks. So their job was to give thanks. That's what they had to do. Now, you know, um, <laughs> this, this, this seems like a, like a ritual or, um, uh, you know, some form or ritual rule. But there's a secret that... Um, that there's a secret in the routine that they actually had. There's a secret about what, what was happening behind the scenes, okay? Um, you see, you bypass the limitation of your emotion. When you're going through things, you bypass the limitation of your emotion and make mature choices. And when you and I make mature choices, it activates you. Emotion, your emotional condition to get in line with what you're doing. Alright? So, if I'm emotionally being swayed, swayed with things, then I will make as a Christian decisions based on what I feel. But when I, and I'm limited like that, but when I become thankful, I, and I have a thankful heart, even though emotion, my emotions might be swaying in the circumstances we are, and I become thankful. There's certain mature choices I start making despite what I am feeling. Alright. And that is what happens when I start to grow more and more in the Lord. So um, what happens is that when I complain. I'm actually empowering the inferior to undermine your and my faith. So when I'm complaining. You know. Oh my goodness. You know this again. Oh my goodness. Did you see that? Do you see the prices of fuel? Did you see... When I'm complaining, I'm actually empower the inferior and um, basically my faith gets watered down. Are you with me? So when I complain, my faith dissipates. When I have a thankful heart, my faith increases. Alright, so that, that's important. So... Um, Complaining only happens when we are more mindful um, of, of the problem than we actually are of God. So, um, you know, when I'm more mindful of the problem, my faith decreases. When I'm mindful of the things of God, my faith increases. Okay? So that's important. So um, it is impossible to complain. If you're more aware of the goodness of God than of the problem. So if I'm more aware of the goodness of God then, than the problem, then I'm actually, my faith will rise up. Guys, there's always going to be problems. Jesus says, you know, the poor will always be with you. There's always going to be poor people. Alright, so... You know, don't don't get in a hole because there will always be poor people. Jesus even said it. And um, but we need to understand that 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 
let us focus more on His goodness and give thanks for, for what we have, what we see. Because as we give a place for the enemy, because that's a problem, because there will always be a problem, there will always be a shortage with things on this side of eternity, alright? And that's why we need to start seeing what God has available for us, that we can see a multiplication happen in our lives. Now that second part of that verse says this, Rejoice always. Rejoice always. Okay? So it means choose joy. Joy is a choice. Okay? Um, I don't know if you realize, but it says here uh, in 1 Thessalonians 5 verse 16, Rejoice always. Rejoice always. That's actually a command. That's a command. So, we're always going to have certain uh, situations and... Uh, what God is saying, choose joy. Alright, so um, basically, you want to carry the weightiness of the Lord in this earth? Well, guess what? Uh, I need to practice this muscle. I need to rejoice in the Lord always. Alright? Um, joy is a third of the kingdom. Righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. It is a third of the kingdom. And therefore, when I spoke, uh, I think it was last week about in Philippians, the book of Philippians, Paul writes that when he was in jail. And that's about, that, that scripture speaks about rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. So rejoice in the Lord is not based on what I feel. It's like it's rejoicing. It's a command because what is available in heaven is what I agree with. And when I agree with what's available, it starts to influence me emotionally. All right. If I get moved by my emotion every time, I, most of the times, especially very sensitive, you're not going to agree with what's truth. All right. So that's why it's a command here. Rejoice. Okay. So rejoice always. What do I have to choose? I choose joy. All right. So um, it wouldn't have been a command if it was not in reach of a choice. So um, if God commands it, it's a choice I have. But remember what I said to you. When God says things in Scripture, when He commands us things in Scripture, then He also provides the grace to empower us to walk in what He's saying in Scripture. Please remember that. All right. So... Joy is part of the kingdom. Therefore, it is always in reach for us. Joy is always in reach for us. Uh, the thing is, you and I, um, I'm as powerful a person. Alright? I'm a powerful person. Because joy always is in reach. The joy of the Lord is my strength. I'm a powerful person because joy is in reach. Because God says... Okay, so pray without ceasing. The word says pray without ceasing, continually pray. Alright, so there's many times that um, I will not be praying with understanding. Many times I will be walking around and, you know, uh, um, or, you know, especially with the mosques nowadays, you know, anytime, any place, sometimes I have to be quietened or whatever. But, um, but the things I'll be praying in, in, in the Spirit. So this is a good opportunity, wherever you are, just pray. You make it a part of your lifestyle. Pray in the Spirit. You're building your innermost man when you pray in the Spirit. All right? So that's important. Pray without ceasing. You pray in the Spirit, you pray the perfect will of God. Pray without ceasing. Pray always. Uh, Philippians 4.6. Let us have a look at Philippians 4.6. We touched on this the other day. Philippians 4.6. 
It says, be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. Alright, here we go again. With thanksgiving. So, supplication and prayers. Alright, we bring uh, things before the Lord uh, for to trust Him for the breakthroughs. With thanksgiving. Why do we give thanks? I'm glad you asked me. Well, <laughs> thanksgiving creates the context to keep prayer on focus. Thanksgiving creates the context to keep prayer on focus. So when I'm thanking God, say, thank you God, I thank you for... For my, for my children. I thank you for my wife. I thank you for my husband. I thank you for... Uh, I, I, I thank you. I keep on focus what God wants to do. When I'm thanking someone, God, for, for someone or a situation, I, I, you realize there's a hot attitude which has to be right. I can't say thank you, God, for the government if my heart is not right. <laughs> so thank... Fullness is so important with the attitude that influences the attitude when I even pray. Alright? So that's so important. Okay, so um, so uh, this is important. Thanksgiving creates the context to keep prayer on focus. So we all want to be have effective prayer. So thankfulness helps us to keep prayers on target. That's important. The strength in prayer is not uh, complaining. All right. The strength in prayer is not complaining. Just remember, you don't pray at your government. You don't pray at someone. You pray for someone. So what is prayer? Prayer is saying and agreeing with what heaven is saying. That's what prayer is. Don't pray against someone. Pray for someone. That's important. So thankfulness helps with this um, in your prayer. All right. So His kingdom come and His purpose is worked out on earth. This is what we want to see. Thankfulness keeps us engaged with precision. It keeps our heart right. Because we can't thank uh, uh, the Lord for our neighbor and yet we've got big problems with our neighbor. It, it affects our heart. So when we start saying, Lord, I thank you for the neighbor. I thank you, Lord, that they come to know you. I thank you that they turn their heart towards you. Even though they're busy with these things, I thank you, Lord, that you're busy at work in their lives. So thankfulness is very important. Okay. It says, it also says, rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. In everything give thanks. So remain thankful uh, 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 even though you have needs. Remain thankful. Even though you have needs, remain thankful. We seem to be more sometimes conscious of the need than the blessing. Sometimes it's more about the need instead of the blessing. You see, if I stay conscious of the need what I'm praying about, I will tend to pray from out of a hole instead of a heavenly place. So if I'm praying out of need, I'm praying always out of this hole instead of out of a heavenly position because we're seated in Christ. And from that perspective, I actually look in a different, I see in a different way. I actually have hope because I see there's hope for the situation because I'm seeing from heaven's perspective, not from the hole I'm in. So that's important. All right. I want us just to have a look in another scripture, one of the last scriptures in 1 Timothy, in the book of Timothy, 1 Timothy chapter 4, 
1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 1 to 5. Alright, also well known scripture, 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 1 to 5. It says, Now the Spirit expressly says, that in latter times some will depart from the faith, giving heed to deceiving spirits and doctrines of demons, speaking lies in hypocrisy, having their own conscience seared with a hot iron, forbidding to marry, and commanding to abstain from food, from, from sorry, foods, which God created to be received with thanksgiving by those who believe and know the truth. I thank God for all the cows and all the sheep and uh, uh, I love I love them. I love them. Uh, so <laughs> I thank God for everything. He made all things good and he says kill and eat. That's why Peter had to get three times when he has a revelation in the New Testament he says it's fine. You can eat pork you can eat, you know, because, you, you know, there's a lot. Old Testament gave the rules. You can't do this. You can't do that. You can't do that. And, and Peter, this good Jew, has to get a revelation about, no, no, you can eat all things now. So, yeah, um, Paul is also giving instruction here to Timothy to, because a lot of people started to depart. They started to go into, no, you can't eat this. You can't marry. You can't do this. You, and all these other things like this. And it's like, you know, and yeah, he has to actually actually bring people and for us to understand again what is he saying here so he says he speaks about this that that you know um uh, you you'll be forbid to do this and for forbid to forbade to do that but he says whatever god created he says here in verse three to be received with thanksgiving by those who believe and know the truth for every creature of God is good. I mean wonderful. Uh, for every creature of God is good. And nothing is to be refused. If it is received with what? Thanksgiving. Alright. So sometimes even in the east. When we would go. Uh, uh, we went to, used to go quite a lot to the eastern part of the world. And uh, every little shop has its own little idols and stuff like that. And, you know, um, when the people are making food there, actually they are dedicating anyway that to the idols. So, you know, they have the altar, they have the whatever. So what don't you eat? Well, you're going to starve there. But you see, religion and rules is always going to put you in a box. And I will touch a bit on that about even the thing of grace and what it means. Because we are not into the hyper grace thing. There's a lot of things that have come from the East as well concerning hyper grace. And, and we need to correct what grace means. We'll touch on that as well. But the key here, I want to just get into here. So, um, uh, what you and I need to understand here. Um, let me just take a step back. In 1 Timothy f uh, 4, verse 1 to 5. Now, you've heard this. The word says, uh, it speaks about the milk of the word and the meat of the word. So, the milk of the word is what encourages. So, you'll get someone who's a young believer and they need the milk of the word because it's just encouragement, just encouragement. Now, many times, and this is the thing, is that God wants to have a church that can carry His glory, to reveal His glory. That's meaning you and me. What does that mean? That means that as a church, you and I as believers will go through a lot of things. Why? Because we are going to be transformed. We will become mature. So maturity, I said, does not come through 
impartation, it comes through choices. The milk of the word, there is a place for that. But I promise you this, all right? This can be graphic, so just hold on to your um, safety belt here. You cannot be 20 years old and still be being suckled by your mother. All right? That's absolute crazy. Yes, I agree. Please, I don't want to offend anyone. But I want to tell you something. A baby will suckle its mother net for a short term. Um, the, you know, and, and there's a certain time and its mother's milk is brilliant. It's the best thing. It's the best thing for the baby. All right? So, um, um, please, you know, we're all adults here. It is important. But we cannot, as Christians, live on, on the milk of the word. There's a place of the meat of the word. Now, the meat of the word is what provokes you and me to change. The meat of the word causes you and me to be provoked to change. If we don't change, we don't grow. And this is what I find many times in, um, in many places. Um, we, so I've seen large gatherings in that. And, and this is a sad thing from our heart is, is that the, the maturity in some places is so deep. Alright? And and people don't like it when they are when, when they are challenged to change. And I've said this before in Breakthrough City Church and the grace and the call on our lives is that you will be challenged to change. Why? Because God commands us to be transformed from glory to glory. He's looking for mature sons and daughters. Alright, we can't be, um, Hebrews 4 says, repent, turn away from these. We can't remain in these things from being babes in Christ. We need to grow. The earth is crying out. The world is crying out for the sons of God to be revealed. Amen. So we need to be changed. So the, 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 the meat of the word provokes for change. All right. So the word equips. The word enables and provokes. We all want to be comforted. But we all need to change. We all need to change. All right? Is change nice? No. We don't like change. You know, we like to be settled when things are comfortable. And that's why we've seen over the years, even with us, people will be with us a certain period of time. And then sometimes people would leave. And it's not because God sent them. It's because the fire becomes too hot. Meaning what? The meat of the word is too challenging. Alright? But if we're not provoked, we cannot change. So, I also want to say this, that it's, it's, it's not a good sign if we don't feel pain. i say again, it's not a good sign if you and I do not feel pain. Even in the natural, if, if your leg or your foot you know, there's a, uh, is numb and you go to the doctor and they, start, they take a needle and they start to prick it and your foot is numb and you don't feel any pain, it's an indication of something is wrong. Alright, we've seen this. We've seen this with, with people that have been abused. Women that have been abused. There's a, there's a place where there's no more pain. Like emotional pain. They, they, there's a numbness that comes. So even in the natural as well. You know, um, pain actually shows that you and I are alive. I don't know if you realize what I'm saying. So when we receive the word, the word is not there. God is not there to expose us and to humiliate us. Please, he doesn't want to do that. He wants to change us with his love. But 
we will be provoked. The Bible says when the Holy Spirit was poured out and, 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 they, and Peter starts sharing this, whatever, you know, what, this is what it means in that. The thing is, it speaks about how they were cut to their hearts. Now, all right, that, that, just go look at that. That's a deep cutting. All right, the cutting is not for destruction, it's for transformation. That's so important, all right? That's so important. So, um, having feeling when the word comes and it cuts you, it's, it's not to destroy you, it's actually to transform you. It's the same as that muscle. You push, uh, you, you know, it's like exercising. When you push that last limit, that's when you develop. And this is what this word is this morning about thankfulness that in the season that we are in as the church to be thankful even though we feel in the pain I want to say that means you and I are alive we are alive and we need to be thankful that we are alive we feel the pain we feel and my heart goes out to so many people about what people are going through because we are all going through things and we are all being challenged in that but, but there's a transformation taking place that is pushing that last bit. That's when your muscles, your, your, that, your maturity is, is growing and taking place, right? So, yeah, Paul, in this, in this section here, Paul is warning over here. He's warning of unbiblical rules that will come when people fall away from the faith, okay? And we see this. There's funny things happening when... He, Paul warns about this, that there's certain rules, you know, it's like, um, now I have to be more Jewish, um, because Jesus was a Jew, and now I have to fulfill certain rules and laws and stuff like that. And I said, please, Jesus fulfilled the law, but he didn't do away with the law, alright? And I'm going to, I'll get to that now. So the Bible gives us commands, okay, the Bible gives us commands, but don't ignore them just because you live under grace. So, on the one hand, some people become more ritual. Jesus fulfilled all the feasts. We don't have to do the feasts of the, of the Jews, please. Jesus fulfilled all the law. All, all the, um, he's the fulfillment. He's perfect theology. Some things Jesus took to the cross, he left. He dealt with at the cross. And there's one or two things he carried through from the cross. Okay, Like worship. Worship, we continue worshiping. We don't have to sacrifice any animals because he became the sacrifice. That was stopped at the cross. So there's certain things he dealt with at the cross. And let's leave it at the cross because Jesus fulfilled things. Alright, let's not go there. But, um, so God commands us things and um, he commands us things. So it's not to say, well, it's under the grace. Please understand this. Let me tell this to you. Grace does not give you a pass to skip the rules. Alright, that are in the, in the Word of God. It gives you the grace to do the rules. So grace doesn't say you can't do this in Congress. Grace empowers you to do the things, the rules that God has commanded us to do. Are you with me? Alright, so the, the thing is, here are deceptive rules to obtain favor with God. So yes... Uh, Paul is warning and saying, yeah, he has the set of rules to actually, um, you know, to gain favor with God. So what happened to Adam and Eve? Right, we know, in the, in, I spoke to my daughter, my wife, earlier this week about this, about how with Adam and Eve, we know in the beginning, the, ser the serpent comes in and he slips in there in the garden. And he says, if you eat of this fruit, 
you will be like God. Alright, he says to Adam and Eve, if you eat of this fruit, you will be like God. But do you know, they were already like God. Are you with me? They were already like God. So, the enemy tried to get them to obtain through works what they already obtained through grace. Right, so, um, what he's saying here in 1 Timothy 4, he says, there's nothing to be refused. This is now when all these rules start being put in and stuff like that. Um, you can only eat this, you can't eat this, and all these things. So, Paul's saying, do, uh, don't refuse anything when you're served. So, and then he says this. He says, your thankfulness takes the, 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 the sting from the enemy. And it's sanctified. It says here, in verse 4, For every creature of God is good, and nothing is to be refused. If it is received with thanksgiving. So the sting is taken away there. It is sanctified. Okay? What happens? It's sanctified, meaning I become like the one that I'm devoted to. So if it's sanctified, I become like the one I'm devoted to. And that is Jesus. So, um, the main message and the main thrust in that this morning and I just want to uh, land over here, is I want to encourage you and say this, that um, we are all going through different things. But I really feel in my heart is that, um, that when we have this attitude of thankfulness in the midst of what we gain, we thankful, you know, we might have lack or we might have situations where we, we just don't see how this is going to work. A thankful heart is a key to access what is in heaven to see things manifest here on earth. When we are not thankful and we complain, we actually empower that what is wrong. Are you with me? I said this, I think, last week. I said, and Jesus, when, when the last uh, supper he has with his disciples before he's going to be crucified, he takes bread, Jesus takes bread, and he gives thanks. Jesus knew where he was going, to the cross. His life was going to be broken for you and me. Jesus gives thanks. And I want to say to you, when we have this hard attitude of thankfulness, even though we know there's pain lying ahead, Jesus paid the price for you and me. We don't have to pay that price. But the price we do pay now is in the choice that we make so that we can become more mature and Christ-like. Because there is a glory that God wants to reveal through you and me on this earth. And see His kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. On earth. So, I want to just pray for you if you're going through this situation right now. I just believe this is a key, another key for us. If it's anxiety 
or if it's fear or whatever. And that is really just to be thankful for, for what you have. Be thankful for what you have. It's praising God in the least because, you know, there's joy that comes in the morning as well. When we praise Him today, we thank Him. We thank Him for what He has for us. And we continue thanking Him. We continue praying until we see that manifest here, the sign of eternity. Amen. So, let me pray for you. Father, I want to just pray for everyone right now. I want to pray, Holy Spirit, that you would just come in and do work deep in our hearts. That we would know that you've given us commands. You've told us things in your word. It's not just like not doing things. It's about you've given grace. Grace is not just covering and, uh, and causing that we, we, we don't do things. But it empowers us to actually do what seems impossible. And Father, with thankful hearts, we want to take on even these times that we're living in right now. We want to thank you for your supernatural provision, supernatural health, supernatural joy, supernatural breakthroughs that we are longing for. And Lord, we, we want to live with thankful hearts. We don't want to agree with the negative. We don't want to agree with the holy city. We want to agree with, just like Paul sat in prison, in the dungeon, in the book of Philippians, and he said, rejoice always. And again, I say rejoice. You've commanded us to rejoice, Lord. And as we rejoice, your spirit of joy will just come upon us. Because the joy of the Lord is my strength. The joy of the Lord is our strength. And we thank you, Lord, with thankful hearts this morning that we can walk in the promises that you have for us. And I pray for every person right now, even with sicknesses, Lord, I want to pray for supernatural healings, for miracles, for signs and wonders for people, even just listening afterwards to this message, that your breakthrough is in Jesus, that Jesus loves you. He will never forsake you. He will never leave you. And I thank you for your presence just to touch our lives right now, touch our bodies, touch our circumstances, Father. Thank you for your peace, which I just release in Jesus' name.